CabanaDeprived.com is proud to present Top 8 Magic Podcast with Michael J. Flores and Brian David Marshall. Brought to your ears thanks to FaceToFaceGames.com. I don't know, man. Mine's working. I don't know. We got like a Top 8 Magic first. You've got notes. Look. I don't want to set anyone's expectations too high. There's an iPad in front of you, and it's not pictures of porno. So, I mean... Because <laughs> yeah, I often sit in the Cortland Street Mall or whatever this is. Porno on I, my I iPad. Read, I read a tweet from you recently, just like, oh, man, whatever music the guy's listening to... Oh, just no, that was like, real. That might actually have been at this train station. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. It's a company you seem to keep. Yeah. <laughs> if, if by you mean I... Oh, speaking of trains, yeah. do you know what I achieved today? Zero inbox on my Metro card. Do you know how hard that is to do to get to like actual zero, zero, zero on your Metro card? Wow, man. Congratulations. Thank you. It's only happened to me twice since they've introduced Metro cards. It's only the second time. I mean, this is just not meaningful to me. I just keep putting more money on. They keep getting I know, me. but I, I zeroed. This is great. And then you had to put more on so you I will get have back to put on the more train. money on. But I could also just throw that card away, and then I'm up on them the cost of one metro card. No, you're normally not. Normally I throw down. it away. Normally I throw it away like thirty five cents on the card. No, but you're down. You're oh, down a no. dollar. It costs a no. dollar to have a metro card. Or own is, one. What? That's nonsense. Yeah, it costs you a oh, dollar. I'm, I'm so so. I'm actually only a dollar down. This is a victory. <laughs> you're, well, your zero has now gone to negative one. <laughs> Anyway, this is Brian David Marshall, Michael J. Flores, Top 8 Magic Podcast. And the iPad full of notes. And the iPad full. It's not full of notes. I've got like five lines here. He's like hiding the notes from me now I, well, that I've mentioned the I enjoy, Look, I enjoyed the format of our last episode where we actually talked about things and argued about them a little bit. Okay. And uh, I want to sort of go there and sort of in and sort of have like a little run of show. That's okay. all. Okay. All right. Let's in the fighting. So uh, I'm going to start off. Obviously, last weekend was the Mythic, Champ- Mythic Championship 2. Mythic Championship to London. Yes, Mick London. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody called it MC London, and I was just like, oh, Mick London. Yeah. Uh, like and apparently judges already call MC qualifiers Mick qualifiers. <laughs> wow. But lots of exciting stuff that was going on at the event, right? There was the London Mulligan. There was... So that turned into nothing, right? I, I disagree. So we can argue about this in a moment. Top it's like... Humans, I mean, Tron we can argue about Tron. This, we can argue about this in a moment, but I, I want to, you know, there was obviously the War of the Spark pre-release Pro Tour, essentially, but the big news coming out of London is Yuya Watanabe getting disqualified for marked sleeves. And this is like, when, when Rich read this announcement on the air um, at the end of day two, you know, at a point when where it looks we, like he's going to be top eight. I believe he, he has shook hands, I guess, with Alexander Hain or something and ID'd in the last round. So he's on his way to his sixth Pro Tour top eight in his career. How does he's he get deck checked at that point? They deck check everybody's decks for the top eight. They want, and, and not to catch you, but to, just to make sure everything's right and to make sure, and, and just so they can say they've done it, right? Yeah. But he gets disqualified for. And, and like normally, I've 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 been at the desk when those kind of announcements get read. Yeah. I've I've had a hand in writing some of those announcements over the years. Let me tell you, the level of detail in that announcement was way in excess of what you normally get there. It was crazy. And and I was I was literally sick to my stomach because 
Yuya is someone I've, I've literally known Yuya since as a player since before he won Rookie of the Year, since before his rookie season when I interviewed him after he had just won the finals in Japan. So the finals was a big tournament in Japan. Right, it was back the finals the and the limited. He may have won the limited, but like he won one of those two tournaments the year before he became Rookie Yuya. of the Year, before he became Yuya. And uh, so I've like, you know, been following his career now for 13, 14 years here. And um, just sick to my stomach about the idea that he, you know, I mean, even for him to be disqualified, right? Not even to sort of discuss what that means going forward for him was just sickening for me. Now, if you're a long enough listener to the Top 8 Magic podcast, I mean, a long enough listener, you will know that I ain't shy about complaining about particular Japanese high-profile high players and how I think that some of them might be filthy cheats. I honestly, I mean, my current opinion, I don't know the, all the facts. I, I think it's a factory error. How, how do you think that's possible you say a factory error? I feel like he just stacks his... Not, when you say stacks your deck, you resleeve your deck, right? He just had his cards in the correct order for like sleeving your deck, not you know, not a random order, and that there was an error on the sleeves coming out of the press. Right. That's what it sounds like to me. So, so now the time, the it's, timeline on this—it's crazy to me. Like, it's just too stupid. Like, if I if I had sta- if I had marked my deck, I wouldn't hand that deck in. Right. It, it's hard to get into like what would a good cheater do here, arguments, but you have to make those arguments to some extent. Yeah, and I mean, I've I've thought about a lot of this stuff over the course of the years. I'm just saying, like, you got to do a cursory amount of covering your tracks. I think, like, so here's here's part of here's here's sort of the timeline of events. I think it is. I think it's round thirteen. He plays Seth on camera, Mulligans to three in game three. Yeah, and apparently after that game, by his in fact he has talked about this now on Twitter too. Um, out of some amount of superstition, just said, I'm going to re-sleeve my deck. So, like, I, basically re-sleeves his deck for the last three rounds of the tournament. Yeah, but people, people do stuff yeah, like people that. people should do that more often. So, so there there's are a number of people... There's a whole chapter in my book about re-sleeving your deck. There, there's a number of people who've jumped on this as evidence that there's a cheat. They're like, well, he re-sleeved, so clearly he's guilty. I'm like, well, I don't know about that, but I'm not, I'm not absolving anything, but I'm just saying, like, if you re-sleeve there, that's a perfectly good reason. And now you're saying that if someone's going to re-sleeve there, that's a window for something to go horribly awry. You don't believe that, like, Yuya knows enough to, like, shuffle his deck before he puts it into sleeves and to shuffle his sleeves so that if there are factory errors, I you think, won't have a pattern? Because that's the argument, right? I think that... Yeah, I mean, I think it's entirely possible that you're not thinking about factory errors at this point in the tournament. It's clearly in contention for top eight. Uh, me, per- I mean, I remember there was a states once, right, where you deck checked me. You, Brian David Marshall, deck checked me, Michael yeah. J. Flores, and uh, I had a factory error on sleeves. And you said, you know, kind of like if there was any, if, if it was anybody else, right? And the, I mean, I, we were just talking about stakes or something. We're not talking about. Or, right. you know, a pro tour top eight, but like I literally was in a spot where I got I had factory error on sleeves, like, and there was there was certainly a pattern because I stopped with one set of sleeves 
and I went to the next set of sleeves, right? Because oh, I was at sleeve was like, 50. Right. Right? So that's the thing. I was literally at sleeve 50. Now, sleeve 51 is in another pack, okay? Right. Like, and that can happen a lot of different ways, right? And they're not all identical. And I think that when you have like a straight cut like that, uh, so here's the thing that I think. A better way to have done it, and maybe this is a worse way for, for the coverage era, so I hate to dredge up ancient history from, I don't know, Worlds 2001, but uh, a highly notable player made it to top eight of Worlds that year, and they knew that his deck was marked, and they let him play a couple of games to see if he took advantage of cutting to the marked cards. Right. Okay? So I wrote a defense about this, and a f- mutual friend of ours who was on R&D at the time said, actually, we knew he was cheating. And we actually just want, we, so we knew that the stuff he was doing was illegal. We wanted to see if he was cheating. Okay. Right. So there's a difference between you know you did something illegal because oh like, sure like I think, in, in the I think, spot I was in I was just at, at sleeve fifty. Right? I think I think everyone agrees that you you did something illegal. Yeah. He had marked cards in a pattern. Yes. But it, so so this is I think this is irrefutable. Right. I'm not arguing that. Yeah. And, and neither is Yuya. Importantly. And I think like in a 17 round tournament or something or like if this had come earlier in the tournament, I think at some point it's impossible for you to miss that mark. In a three-round tournament. So from my perspective, if he does this with three rounds to go, it's entirely possible he doesn't notice it with only that that few rounds to go. Right? First of all, all of us have done mechanical things over the course of the years that were illegal at, to, to the letter of the law. Perhaps we would have regretted. Perhaps we would have been incredibly embarrassed if somebody saw that, that, that we had done them. Could have been stupid. Could have been cheating. Right? But I think all of us have had an experience like this, right? Where we have had a marked sleeve or something like that. And sure. just like, just didn't think much of it. Because who cares, right? Sure. If he didn't make top eight, no one would ever caught him for this. If he was in ninth place, no one would ever caught him for this. And I really think, like, I'm just flabbergasted. It's too stupid to me. Right. For, for, And I think, like, it's just so plausible to me that it's a factory error. But it's, but it's like, different markings across different pieces of the Urza chart, right? Which is, which is what was, seems so damning. But if his deck was just a certain way when he was shuffling it, I'm sorry, when he was sleeving it, yeah. that's just how it could be. But, but, if, there's, but just, if there's four mark, four cards marked similarly on your towers, three cards and a three card, one card marked split. Yeah, the three one splits is weird. That's That to me is mitigating. I that's agree. the thing, the three one splits is really weird. Although, but but here's the problem. So so I just the thing that I don't want to do is I don't want to over bias because it's you, right? Like if I tell you, hey, some random player, I don't know anything else about them other than it's random player, got DQ'd from the tournament before the top eight because they had twelve of their Urza pieces in marked sleeves. Like, what is what is the amount story? What is the amount of latitude you're willing to give someone? It's tough. So does 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 twelve years of goodwill count for something here? I think that for me, I don't even know what I would do. I think you have to DQ him, right? Like I do think you have to DQ him. I don't know if you have to throw him in the lava pit. Okay. So <laughs> no, no no trip to no R and D trip to Mordor. Yeah, I. I I think, like, forget about, like, 12 years of goodwill or whatever. 
I just think it's so plausible that it was an honest mistake. Like, I really think it's plausible. And the dude is out there, like, you trying to defend himself. Do you think it could, But he's not really trying to defend himself. No, no, he's when like, I say defend, defend his reputation. He's not, not even doing that. He's like, look, this happened. I, I can just only tell you I didn't do it intentionally, but I agree. They're marked. When I say <laughs> when I say defend your reputation, I think admitting that they're marked, but that you didn't try to gain an advantage illegally for it, right. that's what I'm saying. You're, you're saying I, he called Olivia Pope? Well... If he had called Olivia Pope, he would have been playing about that topic. Okay, <laughs> to be honest. Somebody on the coverage staff would have gotten a phone call from their spouse and been like, we have to put him in the top eight. Right. You know, my children are hanging from a... So, so what, what are the conspiracy theories? I mean, people are talking about conspiracy theories today. Like that there's some like, people are saying so many, you know, players handled Yuya's deck, so many judges handled Yuya's deck that... that, that, that what what is the intent behind the conspiracy? I, I hate any. I hate all these like speculative narratives. It's weird because I probably made a big chunk of my writing career on speculative narratives, and I at this point in my life I just hate them all. I, yeah. I, I don't. I don't want to entertain anything. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm look, not saying no. I, I'm not putting anything in them. I'm just. I don't even know what they are. Like I went to. Like here's how stupid they must be. I went to Reddit <laughs> because there was like a a link to like, yeah. a, and it had been taken down by Reddit. Like Reddit's like no, this is too stupid for us. Yeah. So. My point is, I think, I mean, it's tough. I, I think you have to DQ him. Yeah. At the same time, I don't think he gets thrown into, you know, he's not wearing the one ring when the one ring goes into the, okay. goes into the volcano. I, I, and, I, and I'm not even a rehabilitation guy, right? Like, right. I, usually I feel like if you're a high-level how, how do you feel about his Hall of Fame status? I don't think, I mean, when I say I don't think he acts, right, I don't know. Right. right? To me... I barely wanted to disqualify him. Okay. I certainly would so, take away. So in your in things. your in your timeline. Yeah. He is still in the MPL, and he is uh, still a Hall of Famer. Um. And still able to play in the next Mythic Championship. Yes, to all three. Yeah. Okay. Unless unless something gets uncovered, that's right. Which but we given, don't currently given, know. Only given current information. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot of the time, people. I mean, actually, half the time, I feel like when people get like the post the post-investigation screw-ups or whatever, they're just nervous. You know what I mean? Like, I've totally seen this happen where judges DQ someone without prize and they end up getting suspended. And I'm like, that kid did not need to get skewered like this. He was just nervous. Right. Like, and... Oh, yeah, yeah. The, it, it's it's not the crime, it's the cover-up is always what people say there. But it's also... But it's usually not a cover-up. It's usually just a panic attack. <laughs> so I can tell you, I was playing... a it was in a Grand Prix I was playing a PTQ I was like undefeated in the PTQ for a while but I hadn't played in a paper tournament in a long time yeah. like so it was like I don't know probably seven years ago or something and I just really just hadn't played in a paper tournament in a long time I uh, was playing a lot of moto but not not any paper and I was like I don't know 6-0 or something and I played against played against this kid playing Jess guy and I'm definitely gonna lose right like on, on the merits of the game I'm definitely gonna lose and so I'm mana screwed, and he has an it's Staticaster, and, like, my deck has creatures in it, which is not, not going to get out of this. And so he he uh, revelates, Sphinx's revelation, so draw yeah. X, and I know what you meant. And neglects to discard. He goes to my turn, and I, just, I go check, and I'm like, yo, you have too many cards. And then call the judge over to resolve it, and he just goes into, like, a wormhole of reasons or whatever. At the other end of it, 
the resolution is he has to discard down to seven, and I'm, I'm going to end up losing the game on the merits. The judge takes me aside separately, and he's just like, why did you not get him disqualified? He's like, I was really just waiting for you to say anything, and I would have disqualified him. <laughs> and I said, because I didn't deserve to win the game. I'm like, kid just screwed up, right. you know, and, like, he, he deserves to win the game, right? Like, he's just nervous, and he's like, you destroyed the integrity of my tournament. I said you should you should have DQ'd him then, right? Like, if you think he's lying to you, you, you know you don't. Right, that's your, you know, yeah. like that's not. I'm like, I, you don't need me to make him to get DQ'd if you right. think that, right? I'm like, yes, his story did not make a lot of sense, but he should have beaten me on the merits, and like, so I wasn't gonna like. So, so in your mind, you use cooperation I, I don't, and, and sort of forthrightness about this. Uh, see, I'm worried that he's almost being too forthright. Not not from not from any perspective of what it means. I'm just Wizards is not is is not a very transparent company when it comes to these things. You think? And so, like you, you're being like, "Hey guys, this is what happened." Yeah. You know, while an active investigation is going on, and like, "Hey, I'm going to post pictures of my sleeves to Reddit or whatever." Oh, he man. said he's going to do. Congratulations on your MPL position. <laughs> they won't. <laughs> Congratulations. It's like so weird. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know. To you, everybody uh, discards their hand and then draws that many cards. That's how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's it's. Boy, it's like, again, it's the the story that's told there. Certainly in that announcement, is sounds terrible, and I, I have a tremendous amount of admiration for you as a player. And as a person, he's just a really fun, nice guy. Like I don't know him at all personally. I know, but I, I've I've interacted with him yeah. a bunch, and uh, you know, just my my you know my initial reaction when I heard it was that I felt like I was going to get sick. I could just call Kenji and ask him. Kenji just tells me which Japanese players are. Teams. All right, no, you, you, should, you should do that, but then not share that on the next on the, podcast. Because yeah. I'm just like I think this guy's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> I was like, thanks, Kenji. Like, no problem. I love Kenji. Yeah, what's not to love? Um, Once I was in the back of a car with uh, Kenji and Fujita, but they just talked shit about other Japanese players the entire time. And it was like <laughs> hilarious, right? And I don't speak Japanese. Fujita doesn't speak English. Right. So I'm like, <laughs> I was like, what's he saying? He's saying this. And I was just like, oh, yeah, I thought that guy was a scumbag. And the, but their whole, their bar is like, he is not Japanese. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like well, he's Japanese. There's a little, you know, white and red flag next to his name on the Watsi side. He's like, you're not Japanese. Fujita's the best. Though. Yeah. You like Fujita, yeah, right? Yeah, always. Long, Fujita long and Kenji, fan. not cheaters. Yeah. Zero percent chance. Remember when Kenji would give you your game back when you <laughs> you killed yourself? <laughs> it's been a Grand Prix doing that still made top eight. Yeah, I told that story. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. If Kenji says... All right, whatever you say, yeah, Kenji. I, I, so I, I hope there's a, a, a fair resolution to this. I hope that resolution is somehow that Yuya is not a bad guy because my heart would break if he's a bad guy. It's tough to cheat on Arena, man. Yeah. <laughs> so even if, you know, yeah, it's not getting a huge edge there. All right, so so one of the, one of the things I, I think that could be damning about the sleeve situation is just separating everything else out. If you told me this, my instinct goes to the London Mulligan Mm. rule. More touches. Well, more touches, more information. So, like, all right, I I, I mull to seven. I'm going to have to put one of these back. But there's a power plant on top of my deck. I don't know how the marks go, but... 
What? I don't know. The marks, the marks are, I know one set of, I know at least one set, perfect information of my, yeah, of my trunk. Yeah, but you don't know the fourth one. It's well, weird. No, but one of them you know four of, so I'm just saying. Isn't just, that you, weird? I, I agree that that's weird, but I'm saying, so the London Mulligan Rule, I think, was more impactful than it appears. I, I don't know. Do you? So you seem to think the... The I just London look at Mulligan the top rules. eight, and it's the same decks that it's actually not even the decks that I'm scared of for the London Mulligan rule. There's no Dredge deck in the top eight. Yeah, I think Dredge got super punished by the Mulligan rule and by open deck lists. Yeah, so, because because like, did you watch this one match where Dredge is playing against blue white control, and the blue white control player Mulligan? It's game one, open deck lists. Yeah. Guy Mulligans keeps a hand. Turn two, rest in peace. So. After this, Oops. So the guy who won the, the Pro Tour, I'm sorry, Mick Championship, Mick Championship to, to London, yeah, Mick London, is a L.A. player who's a teammate of Roman Fusco. And Roman, oh, so awesome. Roman called me this. And, um, and I was just I was talking on the, the phone with him yesterday, yesterday, Sunday. I'm laughing, and I'm like, you look at that top eight. He's like, yeah. I'm like, looks like four Searing Blaze, two Path to Exile, and four Chain to the Rocks again. Am I right? And he's just like... Just like, yeah, I don't think we could lose anymore, right? Because <laughs> I was like, I, I didn't even play on my birthday weekend because I was like so didn't want to play against Dredge. Like, I was like, it's all Dredge then. Like, there's no Dredge now. But you don't think the London Mulligan rule is a big deal or had a big impact on those tournament results? I think that the open deck lists is a, is a different thing. You know how I feel about the open deck lists. Yeah. I just feel like I, I feared that the London Mulligan rule was going to give rise to what I would call early modern. Like, remember original modern when it was just legacy without force of will? Yeah. Right? And it was just like every deck in the top eight was like some kind of storm or splinter twin, you know, that kind of action. It's clearly not what happened in this case, right? It was basically all fair decks. I mean, I do you think Tron's fair. Tron's fair for modern, right? But Tron, Tron there was, I mean, if you count Yuya, yeah. there were three Tron decks in the top eight. That's not something we've seen before from the Tron decks in modern. And I'm sure there are events that there are three. Not not at this level. And the ability for that deck to There's keep, a modern Pro Tour once every three years. I, There's not a I, hard but end the ability but you don't see three Tron decks at the GPs, you don't not very often. It's it is you not think been, that Tron is the most puzzle piece deck. I think Tron is a super like the, the ability to look at up to four hands to find three pieces of Tron. I can tell you. Or three virtual pieces of Tron is insane. I can tell you, I play a lot of modern. They always have Tron by turn four, right? Or you have to assume so, they're so, going so, to so have so it. So if you always assume they're gonna have it in a world without mulligans? Yeah. Without a without a good mulligan role? Like, you need this mulligan. There's well, a this, fine I, mulligan. I mean, I, I think this, but I'm saying like a beneficial mulligan. Yeah. Like your mulligans are much better in this world. Um, a curated five is way different, way different than five. So I'm just saying, look. And the good players were clearly, like if you hear Alexander Hain, the, the good players were mulliganing more often. He said he, you know, he was mulliganing more than one time per game over the course of his tournament or something. But it's not. Well, like, one time per match. It didn't rock. The four, you see what I'm saying? Like, but, but what, and, and, but man, I. I don't buy it. You don't think a deck like Humans? So Humans is a deck that's fine. That is, is if you remove Ether Vial from the equation. Yeah. It's a fine deck. 
I think with ether vial it's a fine deck. With no with ether vial it suddenly gains like six mana by turn four. It's like up so many cards and mana. But like humans is a humans is among the lowest powered plausible decks in modern. But yeah, right. So it it has to have an incentive to be played. It's literally I think the bottom of the power tier. Right, it had it's. But it's it's, it's medium. It feels like it shot up. It's medium plus temp. It always does well. Right, and it's very do. good against certain kinds of. Decks. But boy, that ability to mulligan to Etherval, like this is a deck that just doesn't give a shit about any extra cards at the time they kill. I mean, no one cares. But you know what I mean? Like they're 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 I, pretty happy to just I be empty-handed. Mulliganing to, I mean, I don't know. I, this might just be a product of how I play modern. But if people are mulliganing to Aether Vial, I think you're increasingly like they don't have any card advantage. Like they just they don't run care out. About card advantage. You, you can kill all their guys. Sure. I mean, Tron can't kill all their guys, but like <laughs> other decks can just literally kill all their guys. If they're mulliganing to Aether Vial, they're just down a card, right? Like they're it's it's not a high power deck. It's the deck is powerful because it has certain types of tempo plays or it can put somebody on their back yes, foot. Yes, it's right. It's, it's and a, then it just pushes them and they kill them. It's something, a deck you know? that wants a very specific sequence of cards again. It's very... It, the, the deck actually feels very similar to Tron to me. Yeah? Yeah. Like, just this idea on turn three, I've unlocked six extra mana. I feel like... like in terms of, like, my plays. I feel like... I think the games that humans and, wins, it went first. <laughs> The games that human doesn't like, unless they draw like multiple Mantis Riders, like the deck has very little staying power. Yeah. Like, it, you, I mean, if you if you're playing against Storm, right, and you're just like, you whiz bang slam meddling mage in the name Grape Shot, they might not be able to remove. I mean, that human humans mage. got a huge. So the question is whether humans got a bigger boost from open deck lists or from. I mean, I can look at your deck list and see if you have a way to remove yeah. a meddling mage yeah, on yeah, eight yeah. shot. I, 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 I guess I'm talking to myself into. I think humans actually was really a big, yeah, a but, rig booster but, from the open deck list. But that's that's not London Mulligan. That's open. I think open deck list is bad. Right. It's just bad. Like it's. I mean, it it just takes so much of the gamesmanship out of Magic. I could tell you one. You know, Mark Herberholtz actually made top eight of um, Skins Game Pro Tour. Phil- why don't we do more skins game? That was cool. <laughs> Someone's winning money every round then. Remember that one? Yeah. You made top eight skins skins game. Kenji was in the finals. Yeah. It was a sweet play. Remember when uh when his opponent named the wrong color on uh on his uh on his was protection. It, was that Ryan Chimera Ryan Chimera? Yeah. Ooh, Ryan Samara. Samara Samara, yes. I want to say Chimera because of magic cards, which is probably also wrong for saying the magic card because I think it's so Chimera? So he, uh, Kenji casts Wear Away, grafting uh, Hirobi's Whisper, is that the name of it? Uh, which is a banishing card uh, to kill, like, his Jide, I think, and then, like, kill his lethal attack. Oh, yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just, like, uh, not, Bring the Light isn't the name of the card. No, it's, I know uh, what it is. Bathe in Light. Yeah, bathe in Light. Bathe in Light, and then Kenji's like, what color? He's like, black. He's like, all right, you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> Kenji didn't let him take that one, no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that one was for the pro tour. I mean, Kenji's like, I've I've weighed this in the courts, and <laughs> he said he literally named the wrong color. Yeah, you I think, effed up. Yeah, he's like, yeah, this is a green spell. Oh, yeah, you're right. He's like, yeah, I know I'm right. I'm Kenji, but so, and that one, Herbert Holtz was playing. Um, uh, was playing. He put he cast uh, cranial extraction in game two against Fujita, I think, named Mind Blaze. There's no Mind Blaze. <laughs> 
60. <laughs> Game three, Kratos Rex, a Mind Blaze, right? Mind Blaze is like a weird, like, six cast to cost fireballish yeah, spell. Yeah. He won the match, right? You know, made top eight. But I look at him like, why did you name Mind Blaze in game three when he didn't have it in game two, right? It wasn't in his deck. It's just like, it's like, I got a bad scout. It was like, I think it was like G Walls. Like, G Walls told me he had Mind Blaze. <laughs> I was pretty sure that was how he was. If he was going to beat me, he was going to beat me with Mind Blaze. Right? I'm like, but he didn't have it in game two. He might have sided in it for game three. I'm like, why would anyone side in Mind Blaze? <laughs> like the dude had the paddle in play. I don't know. What the hell cards do you think are viable, right? Remember the paddle deck? Oh, yeah. Everything's Legends. Oh, I love Fujita. He's the best. All right. So I, I'm, I'm still a little nervous about the London Mulligan Roll. I don't know that I want to see it deployed wide yet. I would like to see another event played with it at high stakes. I did not find... I've liked it on Magic Online, though. I can tell you, I did not find the results to be offensive. And if the worst thing that happens is that more people get to play more games of Magic without being frustrated... That's fair. That's very fair. I can live with that. Yeah, that's up to R&D to make the cards less busted. Sure. So what was the, what was the most... Uh, what's the card for you right now out of War of the Spark that has you the most excited for... Excited? Or, or, dread, or dreadful. I don't know. Nothing dreadful. Nothing, excited? I don't know. Augur of Bolas? Really? It's good card. You always do this. What? You always pick some reprint that you know... It's good. Yeah. I mean, when I had Omen Speaker, I couldn't lose. I mean, Augur of Bolas is so much better than Omen Speaker. <laughs> I went and looked up that tw- I don't know if you remember when I qualified with Omen Speaker Pakula was like watching my match from behind and he writes this tweet he's like Flores just slammed the Omen Speaker <laughs> so I had Omen Speaker which is you won for a 1-3 just like Augur Bulls but instead of drawing an extra card it doesn't let you draw an extra card yeah it scries but uh, I had it because it was just a, it was like a 1-3 you could block like all the red guys like two ones or whatever and then, but I just had it, and then just like buy some time and you play Master of Waves, you had another red, a uh, blue pip to get more Master of Waves tokens, which is gas against red aggro. But I actually just sided it in against my opponent playing Esper, so I just have something to play on turn two and just help me get my land drops. I'm not gonna counter anything on turn two, right? So, but then like, I realized after talking to Chris that like my opponent just basically died on the vine there, because his hand's like full of like he had like three foul tongue invocations, <laughs> so he's just like planning to kill my dragons, right? So I just like cast drop, I cast Dramaka in game one, and they try to counter a spell with Dramaka in play, which is what they always do. <laughs> like, oh, and then that yeah, and then uh, remember we had a whole podcast yeah, about yeah. how you should play like Russian Dragon Lord Coligans or whatever, uh, and then. And then, so he just has all these foul tongue invocations to kill like my article dragons. But once you've got, <laughs> once you've got Omen Speaker in play, edicts become real, real bad. You know, before he was had a high expectation of at least hitting a five or six casting cost awesome creature. So, uh, my favorite, mm-hmm. commence the end game. Uh, you know that that's actually my favorite card in the set, right? I don't care about that. I just want to talk about Avengers Endgame. And if you are listening to this podcast... No, we're not going to ruin the Endgame for me. If you are listening to this podcast, stop listening. Really? Yes. If you have not seen Avengers Endgame, stop listening right now. So they had 30 minutes of, of Top 8 Magic Yes, now. we talked about frickin' magic, okay? Okay. We haven't talked about basketball. We haven't talked about comics. We're talking about Avengers now. Okay. I haven't been able to talk about this other than in, like, secret little Facebook groups. All right. And okay. 
So just true story, I call Brian Saturday night over the Yuyu Watanabe thing, right? And I'm with my daughter, Bella. And then I tell Brian, you know, I'm kind of heartbroken. I'm seeing Avengers Endgame tomorrow with Clark. But, I, you know, Bella's like my little protege or whatever. And she has decided to go see this with a bunch of her friends. And she's going to see it with 10 friends. They couldn't get 10 tickets together until next week. So they bought tickets weeks ago. They're seeing together next weekend. I can't spoil the end game. You know, hashtag don't spoil the end game. And Brian's like, oh, wow, tell Bella that that's like a great step in her, you know, forward movement and like growing up or her nerd Yeah, it's awesome. I think whatever. that's great. It's she's awesome. what, like 14 now? Yeah, she's 14. Yeah, this is awesome. And like, that's such a great moment to yeah. share a movie like that with your friends. Instead of your dad. Instead of your and dad. So in, and I'm still standing there next to me. To be fair, if she's like me, she'll regret. Once she's like a little older, yeah. she'll you get the revenge of knowing that she's going to feel really sad that she didn't see it with you. I mean, we do a lot of stuff together, yeah, right? I but think she'll still. She and I are going to start a podcast, I think. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, uh, so the, uh, the, so, but in, so I'm like, oh, Bella, Brian has something to say to you. And what? She's like, oh, really? She, he, he, I go, yeah. He says, you're a fuck for not, <laughs> for not going to see it tomorrow. He can't believe how disappointing daughter you must be. And she's just like, oh, my God, that's pretty aggro. And <laughs> Brian's yelling at the phone. He's like, I didn't say that. That's a lie. <laughs> But that's what I told her. Yeah. All right, so. Which is, uh, what was your, what's your take? Like, did you, did you love it? It was not a perfect movie. So I would say, like, do you see A Quiet Place? I haven't seen A Quiet Perfect Place. movie. Okay. Can't be improved. Okay. Uh, this movie could be improved in a lot of different ways, but not enough that I would actually complain about any of them. Where do you have it in MCU ranking? Head or heart? Heart. One. Okay. That's, One not close. Yes, that's where I am. Yeah. This, first of all, so a lot of people talked about whether or not you would have to pee during the movie. I didn't. I didn't, but you know why? I cried all my piss out my eyes. Yeah. I was crying for a solid half hour of that movie. I don't cry in the movies very often. I, I cried cry, a little. I cried a lot. My sister did the thing where you, uh, she did like the 61 hour thing. You know what this is? She watched all the MCUs? In the theater. Oh, Jesus. You get one ticket, they, they have a 10 minute break between movies, there's two one hour breaks for three days, and then it ends with Endgame. That's insane. So she like, she like knew which movie sucked, she like slept during some of those movies. She got up and went to work, and like, we just went to a meeting or so at work, and then came back to the movie theater. It's so like for three, it's actually a movie ticket you can buy. Started at 10 a.m. on Tuesday. Oh my god. Yeah. I kind of want to do that and come out and tweet in between each movie now. It's only a 10 minute break between movies. That's why I could tweet in 10 minutes. All right. So anyway, she did that one and she saw it. Um, so I, I like made a joke with her. And I'm like, what, you stocking up in adult diapers or what? What's the thing? She's just like, there is a bathroom there. Plus there's breaks, you know? Yeah. Anyway. Um, all right. So what do you want to talk about? Well, okay. Two best moments in the movie are both cap moments, do you think? But I, I, I so here's the thing. I feel like... I feel like uh, I'm gonna talk a little soft. <laughs> What's going on, Sam? How are you? <laughs> All right, that was cool. That was my friend Sam. Yeah, as typical people just you know come up to us because you know you're very very famous game designer. So I, so I, so I, I actually worked with Sam on a game. I worked on the Chaotic game when he was with Four Kids Entertainment. Sam works on like the Yu-Gi-Oh brand and. Is like uh, he's a, he's a pretty big deal. He's a much bigger deal than I am. Did Matt meet his wife from that? Matt met his wife. Matt Wang met his wife working with four kids when we were working with four kids. But kind of one. Of the, so so here's the funny thing. So Sam, 
is not a magic player. He knows magic a little yeah. bit, right? But like, well, he's in the gaming space. But he's in the gaming space. But Sam, just like when we we're sort of off mic, yeah, he uh, he says to us. So what's the deal? Did some Japanese player just get disqualified? <laughs> Sam's Japanese, so he yeah. was a little. He was. He was. It hit extra him, concerned. It hit him in the honor. Yeah, it's yeah. right in the honor. Yeah. yeah, he was. He was concerned, but uh, but he. I mean, it's not something that's gonna sort of come up in his normal realm yeah. of things. He's like, no, I, I saw that on Kotaku. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh boy, that's terrible. So, uh, so what were, what were we talking about though? We were we were. We're on topic three, whatever that was. We were talking about it. We were talking about Avengers. Okay. Oh, but that was also interesting. Sam had like he had a Avengers Endgame like third among Avengers movies. Well, you know, I think that there's a pretty good argument to be made. Certainly, there was an argument to be made that Avengers, the original Marvel's The Avengers, the best superhero movie of all time. I think that's. Uh, I don't know. If I love. I look. I love Avengers. I think it it suffers from. Some I, I have some problems with it on rewatching, like just in terms of like the villain is just so like not present. Like I, I don't. Is the villain Loki? Villain sort of Loki, but it's like also these like the the, the Chitari. The Chitari are just so shitty. But I the thing them. is, like they're so all that so original. Or the original stuff like Captain America: Civil War and Marvel's The Avengers are based on Mark Millar's The Ultimates run, not based on Avengers comics. So. They're literally not even based on Avengers, based on the Ultimate. Yeah. And, like, like that whole culmination and like is just partially because, uh, like, Banner makes the Hulk rampage so the Avengers have something to fight, right? Or the Ultimate, sorry. Yeah. It's just so they have a reason to come together, right? And then, you know, there's, there's like, a whole lot of other stuff, like, whether or not Thor's really a god is a question right. in, the, in, the, in those. Sure. In the, so I think, like, the fact that they're grafting... Like Avengers storyline on it's it's not a perfect fit. Yeah. So I don't but 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 this this movie for me was like I don't feel like we'll ever have another moment like this. Yeah, heart number one. So. Movie wise, you know. And and also this is the first movie for me that captured the experience of reading a comic book. In like in the sense that it's like moment, 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 turn the page. Yeah. Right? Like Last panel on this page is Sam and Cap's ear saying, on your left. Yeah. And then turn the page, and it's a two-page George Perez or Brian Hitch splash page. That was a Brian Hitch splash page. Brian Hitch splash page. That's fine. I'll give you your Brian Hitch splash page. I mean, they probably had Adi Granov do the finishes. It was an Iron Man movie. it's It's the first time I've ever had that. Like, it's literally, like, when I replay that scene in my head, I see panel, Cap. Panel, Cap panel cap with a portal opening behind him and then I literally turn yeah. the page to that two page spread. I, do you think that there were, so that's a, an area I think that we could have improvement. Weren't there too many heroes? Like you don't need Howard, all the Wakandans. Howard the Duck is in that scene. Yeah, so I'm saying. Howard the Duck is in that Wong scene. And then Wong is like, oh there's not enough of us. You know like, I just thought it was too many. Like the, the thing is. I loved it. I loved the, I loved the fan the service of it. The scale of it. They're just like we're you, giving you everybody. Yeah, but don't you see if like if there's twenty of them, that's still a lot, right? Twenty of them against an army is a good. This is a good fight, right? Sure. Because they got cap. <laughs> sure. So here's the thing. Clark and I were arguing about this. Clark's favorite moment in the movie by far is. Hail Hydra. 
It's so good. It's so good. And then, because he's like, yeah, isn't he Hydra agent in the comic? And I was like, yeah, yeah. he is. I it's like, it's, it's a great, yeah. disgusted nod in the direction. Yeah, it's, it's of, great, of that Of that storyline that's just absolutely perfect. By the way, that whole elevator scene is just like... Because it harkens back to win, the, the Winter, Winter Soldier Soldier's elevator scene, yeah. scene is probably my favorite scene, individual, in all Marvel movies, up until a little further in the movie yeah. of this. But... And so, like, it harkens back, and you're like, oh, sh- is he gonna, is he gonna have to fight? And then you see him going through the machinations in his head of like, okay, do I have to do this again? Do I, do I really feel like getting yeah. involved with Frank Grillo again here? You know, a Taskmaster, and because he's then, crossbones, right? Yeah, oh, you're crossbones. I, I like to pretend he's Taskmaster. He wouldn't have been able to beat Taskmaster <laughs> and five other guys. I mean, <laughs> crossbones is one thing. Uh, and he crossbones is good in the video game, but I'm telling you, he cannot. Be- <laughs> To be honest with you, he can't <laughs> beat Taskmaster and five other guys, right? Uh, That's so just like his question is like, can Batman beat Midnighter one on one? Maybe, right? Probably not. Can Batman beat Midnighter and the rest of his team one on one? No, right? Like, so he, but yeah, and and then that scene is great, uh, and then you get the payoff of him fighting himself. But for me, for me, the biggest moment of the movie, my favorite moment of the movie, is just. Like, I literally started crying. I, I like, I, like an idiot crying when he goes rushing into Thanos with Majola. Yes, that's the best scene. I I'm mean, like, I'm just like, I'm literally like, Carla's like, what is, Car-? I mean, Carla cried a lot during the movie. Yeah. She really did. But like, she's like looking at me like, and I'm just like. <laughs> so that, that scene is actually taken from a comic called uh, Fear Itself. And in the comic, um, in the comic. See, uh, I wasn't sure about that. I actually. Yeah, it's from I actually, Fear Itself. I, I, I had to have been. It's too good an idea yeah. so to have not been. In what happens comic. in Fear Itself is uh, Odin's badass brother comes back to take the dominion of the earth, right? So he's uh, he's like the Norse god of fear, and yeah. he's uh, and he's taking over the earth, and he like a lot of people get empowered with like evil evil Mjolnir hammers, right? Right. And. Um, and uh, uh, so Iron Man gets the band together and they all have, it's cool, they all have Asgardian weapons. So like, but they're all like kind of Thorish because they like pick up Asgardian weapons. They, you know, they get transformed by the Uru or whatever the same way that Donald Blake would become yeah. Thor. And he's like, Cap, I can't do better than your shield, right? And, and uh, Cap's like, well, dude broke my shield, right? So <laughs> his shield's broken, so he's like, and then they're like, he's like, well, we don't have a weapon for it. He's like, he's like, I couldn't do better than Cap Shield. And no, the, 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 this is the other thing is, there's also the concept of sacrifice, which is like, in order to like, put the magic into the weapons, because Tony makes himself like Uru armor with like the Dwarven Smiths. They're like, you have to sacrifice something. And then Tony takes a drink. He's like, this is the best, he's like, this is the best worst I can do, right? And he sacrifices his sobriety to give magic to all the all the Avengers weapons and then so instead but Thor's killed so Thor is killed in in the first part of the fight so said he he's just like guess I'll try this and like so he's fighting with Mjolnir the rest of the the thing so but yeah like him with his shield and Mjolnir like, that is the best but can, can't she listen I so the whole fight scene they, they modified that fight scene from the end of Infinity um, Hickman's Infinity yeah uh, when his like it's like maybe his first or second his second big story when he was the Avengers writer and I remember reading that that's that scene I, just, I don't plausibly believe that Thanos could just take a punch to the jaw from the Hulk and get hit by Thor 
<laughs> Cap's there, like, they bounce Proxima Midnight's, like, you know, shield off of, off of Cap's shield. Like, I don't even understand how Thanos is still stand, you know, like, and they start with Carol Danvers in the fight in the comic. She's already there, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, I, they just write Thanos so OP. Like, they don't really, they, he doesn't really have, um, Titan powers in the MCU. He's just, like, a big guy who right. apparently has, like, a fast sword that can break Cap's shield for some reason. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's the best. But the joy that Thor has... Actually, I, I think I think undersold moment is also the first act. Like, the idea that they just so totally shift cool. your expectations. And, like, you know, the five years later is possibly one of the most shocking moments i It's I've not because all of the ads were basically had Nat with two different haircuts. That's the... Oh, sure. So... I I've literally not. I literally avoided all ads and trailers as best I could before the movie. So yeah, I didn't like how they were breaking Cap Shield, and that, 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 I don't that like kind of that. But. So, but here's now here's the thing for me though. My my literal favorite thing about the movie is the very end of the movie. Old Cap. Yeah, it's so. First of all, here's the thing. How long? Here's my question. Yeah. This is what I've been wanting to ask people. How long have they known? That's what's going to happen with him. Because, yeah. what is it? Is it Winter Soldier where we, we see old Peggy Carter? Well, they tell... So here's the thing. I was actually arguing with my cousins. And they're like, we've all assumed because it's been known for a while that Chris Evans did not renew his contract. And he said he wants to get out of acting. He's like, I want to become a director, right? So he said this for about a few years. And he had a few more... He said, I'm going to finish out my contract and I'm not going to act anymore, right? And everyone's just like, nobody believes this, right? But Sebastian Stan had nine movies on him, right? Yeah. So they're like, all right, they're just going to pass the shield to him, especially in Winter Soldier. He's like, he's like facilely using That's, the shield. That's not what I'm asking you, though. But I, I've, I've been saying, I'm just like, I think they're going to give the shield to Sam because everyone thinks they're going to give the shield sure. to Bucky, but, right? But that's not what I'm asking oh. about. What I'm saying is, how long did they know he was going to go back to 1945 or wherever well, and marry Peggy? Well, Rick Remender did the old Cap and Sharon Carter story. Uh, a few years ago uh, with the Marvel Now with, when he was with JRJR he's, they've had old Cap for sure in the in the in the in the set for right before let's Hydra just, Cap let's just ignore let's ignore comics yeah because it doesn't it doesn't go one for one with this how long no but they're taking the ideas from these things right? like, like the him raising like that scene with him raising the hammer going up a guy that the panel is literally that sure. spot shot sure. is in fear itself, sure. right? So, um, but I don't know because because so he meets old he meets old Sharon Carter at some point Peggy or Peggy Carter, sorry, and yeah, he also meets young Sharon Carter, and that's a little creepy now. And I, I don't know what to Maybe that's his own kid. <laughs> it's a little. Oh, they tried to avoid being Back to the Future, but then they got a little Back to the Future mm, there. That was his own kid. So, but here's the thing, right? So they know that. Peggy has a husband who we don't, who, who she has been deliberately vague about, right, the whole time, right? Even in the, and then like on the Peggy Carter show, which was written by the same people who wrote this movie, on the, yeah. you know, who wrote this movie, they were the showrunners on that show. They've been like, oh yeah, we know who Peggy's husband is, but we might reveal a couple clues, but we're probably not going to tell you anytime soon. So like, the whole time. Do you think they, they maybe they always knew? They always knew, and this means the whole time all the Marvel movies are playing out. But all the Marvel movies were always going to be the Infinity Gauntlet. I story, understand, right? but the whole time those are all playing out, somewhere in that universe, there was a Steve Rogers married to Peggy Carter. Yeah. So, 
couple things that this allows. We can have Steve Rogers as Nomad in 1950s, Cold War, or or 1950s, whatever, Cold War, uh, you know, going behind the Iron Curtain. You could have a reverse Americans with Peggy Carter and Steve Rogers infiltrating some some Russian thing. You could also just go like Legends of Tomorrow, and you could have the ancient one come back in time to be like, okay, you're here now, but... And you know, obviously, and the- obviously, obviously, Steve is going to protect the timeline. He's not going to do anything, yeah. right? Obviously, you know, Steve's going to be a good Boy Scout. But what if the ancient one's like, okay, well, you know what? Loki's running around now, and all this other stupid stuff. He is has happening. a space stone, right? He has a space stone. He's like, all sorts of stupid stuff is going on. You need to make sure that the timeline is maintained. You, Winter Soldier, and Peggy Carter are now um, time agents of Shield. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Would you read any of these comics, watch any of these animated shows? I mean, I would watch all of them. I mean, what, you, what kind of stupid question is that? So this is, this is what I've been bursting about. Yeah. So uh, the finale, I mean, so the thing with the Thanos and the glove, first of all, that's perfectly done. And of course, that's how you have to end the saga. With to- oh. beginning and end with Tony. I think that Tony should have just commanded the glove to come off of Thanos' hand while he was snapping mm. it instead. That would have been better because it's, it's, I, Clark's like, oh my God, was in and I'm like, it's Stark Tech, he can take the glove. And he's just like, oh, obviously, right? <laughs> so instead, he shouldn't have taken the gems, he should have taken, taken the, the glove. glove. Yes, right. yes. That oh would have God, been would way be, better. That would, or just have the, right, have the glove just kind of unwrap yeah. itself and then, and then he should go just, over. he's just like, I'm inevitable. He's like, come on. I'm Iron Man. <laughs> like, and then he's just like, and he's just, he's just like, I'm inevitable. And then he's like, and then you like, you just see the glove come off this thing, and then just go onto Tony's hand. He's just like, but I'm Iron Man. Yeah. That would have been better, right? Oh my God, yes. Yeah, right. So, because yes. that's just that's just how the Stark tech works. So if right. he just gets the gems, it's less cool, you know? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I agree. Do you think that they have neutered Bruce for all time? Is that the thing? Like he's this bumbling professor guy not tough anymore and he's at do you think his arm is going to heal in the mcu i think his arm will heal uh, i don't know oh man so i, I had multiple people had the same reaction so uh, there's an interview in the new york times today yeah. with the screenwriters by the way which is really worth reading yep um or maybe yesterday but whatever um but so we're in the theater and people are like someone's like well we're gonna need a big brain for that yeah. and i'm thinking it to myself but multiple other people in the theater are like oh, Ray richards Ray richards you oh, hear- I was thinking it was going to be Ant-Man going to a... <laughs> no, it was mul- yeah. multiple yeah. people were just like, oh, Reed Richards, I got it And then the, the screenwriters were like, yeah, we would have liked it to be Reed Richards, but that wasn't a done deal yet. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been insane, right? Oh, my God. It was a great backdoor pilot for the right. next show, right? right? Oh, my God. So, um, but, was- but, yeah, I, I love the Hulk. But, so, here's the thing. I feel like possibly the best death for me is in some ways Natasha. You think? I, but, I, but I feel like she got robbed of I like read, a moment. I read like feminist um, girl geek blogs. Yeah. Oh, they all hate it. And they all hate it. But why? So, so here's the thing. She didn't... She chose that. That was her choice. So like, I, mean, it's, I don't feel like it's at all the same as Fridging. It didn't serve as motivation for any male characters. It was her choice. I, so they both wanted to be the person that made that sacrifice. But the perspective that the I'm just talking about the, yeah. the feminist girl geek blog yeah, perspective yeah, yeah. is yeah. Natasha has been depicted as less than since Ultron as a result of her inability to have children, and that their perspective is because 
Clint is a family man, his life is more valuable than her, who is a barren woman. And they don't like that. Okay. But... I think that they're both giving friends, right? Natasha, Natasha's family is the Avengers. Yeah. And she was able to get them back together through her sacrifice. Hank was trying to sacrifice to get back his family. And they were both fighting. I'm Clint. Yeah, I'm sorry. What did I say? Hank? Hank, yeah. Yeah. They're both, like, just fighting to um, save their families. Like, it was two people that were just making, like, who can be the most... Well, they, love, they clearly love each other, right? Right, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just, I, just, I just didn't see it. Like, I understand that there's other issues with Natasha's treatment in the movies, but, like, I thought it was, a, I thought it was such an amazingly heroic moment. And, and, I, 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 and obviously, I, I, I'm not going to put words in anyone else's mouth, right? Like, anyone experienced the movie the way they experienced it, they can, they can have that moment. But I, I, it felt, it did not feel like it was done to motivate any male characters. I mean, and, and, like, the people who were so connected to her were so devastated by it, but, like, it didn't suddenly make them have to do something. They were already doing I it. did not see that coming. I assumed, because of the amount of debasement that they had put Hawkeye through, that that was just going to be him. Yeah. And I think that that's what they want you to believe. But Clark made a really good point, and they were like, they clearly did a lot of work on Renner to make him look super cool, redesigned all this stuff. He has, like... Like, I mean, maybe he's always capable of this stuff, but they're, like, they put a lot of design work into oh, him. Well, he's got a TV show. To throw this as Hawkeye? As Hawkeye, yeah. He's got a Disney Plus TV show as Hawkeye. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. But 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 uh, Scarlett Johansson has a Black Widow movie Has a out. rumored Black Widow movie. No, no, it's a confirmed Black Widow movie. So this is what I think they should have done, which would have been the best, because they've done all these ads for Spider-Man Far From Home. The best thing is if all those ads for Spider-Man Far From Home would have just been a work. <laughs> and that Peter died permanently in Spider-Man Far From Home is about Miles. Oh my God. That would have been a master stroke. Sure. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. But, uh... Dear Disney writers, <laughs> note the stuff me and Brian have been saying. <laughs> Time Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was a good idea. But come on, the glove? How could you guys not think of the glove? I the thought glove, of myself. The glove is... Okay? The glove is a mistake. That's yeah, a, that's I'm a, saying the movie could have they, been improved. They, they, left, they left that on the table. There's two, and there's too many good guys at the end, right? Also, there's just some stuff like Valkyrie can knock down like this like planet-sized bad guy ship by scraping the side of it with a spear. That's insulting, right? In in Avengers, isn't it like a Chitari spaceship? And they're like made out of like fuel cells that explode or something. In clearly. the first movie, Iron Man can't even damage one of those ships with his repulsor rays, right? Sure. Right, they're like they make a point that's, of that's it. That's just that's just unfortunately that's just superhero comic book writing and movie making. No, they shouldn't have done it. They should have given her something else cool to do. Yeah. So like the they they can do other cool things. Yeah, she yeah. doesn't have to do like that's an insulting thing. Like oh, I can just she just she doesn't she just even use it like a lance. She's got a lance. That's not how a lance works. Okay, a lance goes through you. It's a, you know it's a pokey yeah. thing. If I could scrape the side of you with a lance, probably I could kill you. <laughs> That's all she does. And, oh, I'm going to scrape the side of this ship. It's going to be knocked down. So I liked Danvers' entrance, right? That's cool. Like, the bad guys are so scared of Danvers, right? You know, that was cool. Um, it's so funny. The writer, so in the writers, they basically said, no, like, they obviously knew Black Panther was going to be a good movie, but they had no idea it was going to be as big yeah. when they did this. So, yeah. like... There's all these people who are just like, no, more Black Panther, more, you know, and you only get a little bit of them. They're like, you know, we didn't know where that, and oh, same thing for Carol Danvers. Like, 
Like, this oh, was Rainbow. shot before her movie was shot. So she had a different haircut? Well, I don't, well, I think that, you know, I don't know what, what you know, what, what that's so, about, but... Um, no, no, she... When you talk about fan service, they kind the of designed that character <laughs> yeah, that, for yeah, certain yeah, fans. Yeah, yeah, okay? yeah no, I, I do. <laughs> she doesn't currently have a boyfriend. <laughs> um, so, or actually her boyfriend in the comics is Rhodey. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, the thing that I would say is... Because they had so many good guys at the end, like, um, I think just you don't get enough time, you know? Right. Like, I, I just wanted, like, like Peter, like, they spent a bazillion dollars, I'm sure, on animating Peter's, like, extra arms and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and he's, like, yeah. in, like, 15% of one scene, you know? Like, I think I would have liked to see more action out of some of the heroes. I do really like that they did kind of a nod to A-Force, you know what A-Force is? No. It's an all-girls Avengers team. Oh, yeah, yes, 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 yes. It's like, uh, it's like... Oh, yeah, they, yeah, they yeah, definitely like did that. She-Hulk, Captain Marvel, girl Loki. Because Loki has different bodies and stuff. Uh, anyway, Dazzler. Uh, but, like, it's an all-girls yeah. Avengers team. And, like, they kind of had that with uh, with Pepper and everything. I, I actually really like that. But the idea that Mantis is just, like, a frontline fighter and they're going <laughs> to... Mantis is doing blocking and tackling for Danvers is kind of silly. A.K.A. the girl with the antennas, yeah. as they call her earlier yeah. in the movie. There was a lot of good stuff. Uh, questions I have because um, because Gamora's not there at the end. Did Iron Man snap Gamora? Isn't she technically one of Thanos' I, team? I think, that, I, think, uh, uh, I think we've been talking a little loud. Fortunately, the person who overheard what we were talking about it, yeah. had seen it. And he's, uh, he asked us a question about like whether or not Tony Stark was working on time working travel. on time travel. But so so I posted something yesterday about not being able to talk about this. Yeah. And then multiple people messaged me who were in the same boat, including Terry Sang, who I haven't talked to in a million years and Terry Sang asked the question about Hawkeye's cell phone <laughs> he's like it's killing me wait did he just pay for his wife's cell phone for five years for five years and hasn't like, he been living on the like the run for five years killing Yakuza so I think what happened is he has his cell phone well he has his cell phone sure but I think what happens is the pho- cell phone companies just put a moratorium on all those phones they didn't want to say we're canceling those phones they just said yeah, yeah, yeah. Those numbers are still there, and if someone shows up, we'll we'll Maybe resume the person billing. who is in charge of of, of turning of billing, those off the got billing snapped. department. Yeah, uh, but, but that yeah. is a good question. I, I'm I, telling you, there's some holes. The thing is, I don't know why I'm just so willing to look past some of these things. I'm just like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. But like all the things in the Last Jedi, that have you seen the Last I Jedi? I still haven't yet? seen the Last Jedi. It's so bad. I know. It's so insultingly I'm gonna, bad. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to watch. I finally saw the trailer for. I was forced. To watch the trailer for, for n- Rise of the for North by Northwest. Yes, that was North by Northwest. Oh yeah. You've seen the memes, right? No, but yeah, I can see where yeah. it goes. Yeah. Like all the scenes that have been shown in the yeah. in the trailers have just. So I been... need to. I need to. Uh, I need definitely need. To, I'm going to need to watch it. Yeah, it's that. really bad. Like just you, uh, just also to just complete that. You're going to need like a very beautiful woman to hold your hand like, while you're. I have that. It. Yeah. So I'm I'm in good shape. Uh, do you want to talk about Game of Thrones? Yeah. So, so, I'm a little pissed. How do I not get credit for Arya killing the dragon? Also, I only got credit for her killing the the Night King and a yeah. bunch of. So I've I've argued this for I think I've argued this to you also for a while. I've been arguing this to everybody, and like they're like, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, Arya Stark is the most powerful person who's probably ever walked the earth of that planet, right? She is. So here's the thing. She has warg superpowers that we know, right? Right. And she has the full powers of a faceless man. Right. 
but not the limitations of a faceless man, right. clearly, right? She can kill whoever she wants. And apparently she's also like a super elite just combat fighter, right? right? Like, yes. it looks like she can beat anyone if she if she feels like it, right? right. Like, if she's just in a straight fight, like, maybe the Clegane Bowl is her killing the mountain. <laughs> she has, like, she has Valerian Steel, like... So, so I, have a, I have a friend who works at HBO. Yeah. You know, well, actually, we both have a friend. Yeah. Will. Will sends me a message last week. He's like, I want to know your predictions. Yeah. So I sent him Has a, he seen it extra early? I guess so. I don't know. He didn't tell me anything. When Will like, was working for you, he would say things to me like, the War of Light's really cool. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, what they do with the lanterns is really cool. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's like, can't tell you, NDA. <laughs> I'd be like, but it's really cool. You know? And then meanwhile, Matt's like, I can't believe who they're killing. Matt is just reading them in the comics. He's just like, they killed the Hawks, they killed Hawkman and Hawkgirl. And I'm like, you know they reincarnate, right? Like, that's their shtick. All right, he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, so he sends me a message. He's like, what do you think? And I'm sorry. So, so I was like, I think they killed the Night King this week. Yeah, I told you, third episode, I thought it'd be done. Yeah, they, they, they you know, it's Ar- Arya kills Night King, Theon dies. I think Arya might die too. That's like where I was off. Yeah. And then they spend the next three weeks settling scores. You know, and yeah. he was like, he's like, he, so he sent me a message on yesterday. He's yeah. like, you get the highest score. I would have said almost the same thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I, so current prediction. I, I, I don't. Tyrion is the last Targaryen. It's my. I'm in the Neither same... Danny nor John make it out. Sure. Sansa is queen of the entire planet because she mar- she marries back to Tyrion. Okay. Because I think that she's she said he was of her husbands he was the best husband, and. Uh, so she, has, she seems to be all right with this whole action. And uh, she's, uh, and she, he won't be conflicted anymore when Danny dies, right? Right. But I mean, I think like Tyrion's going to have access to the dragons and everything, right? But I think Danny and John will both go down. Uh, alternate, Gendry is the king of the... Well, he's, he's, he's got a claim, for sure. And Arya is queen of the world. Oh. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Right? I like that one. I like that one. I, I, cer- I certainly... I, so I was really torn. So I, I, I don't know if I talked about this with you last week. My, but lo- my wife loves Jorah Mormont for some reason. Loves it. He's going to be playing Bruce Wayne. I said that to her, and I said, isn't this a stupid kiss? And she's like, no, I love it. I don't um, know why she loves it. She's like an old man. <laughs> uh, so she was week, so I, happy when he came and so, rescued Danny. So last week I was like, I might not watch this episode today. Last Aren't you glad you did, dummy? No, no, I'm not glad, actually. Really? Yeah, I think I like I like this ending point of it being just this Sopranos moment better than... I don't love this... episode. I, I really like this episode. I don't love this episode. And I think that I loved episode two. Like, like I thought it was actually a perfect episode. And if that's my final taste of Game of Thrones, I'm a happy person. And now I'm just like... I don't know that I'm going to be happy. But here's the thing. There is no reasonable way. By the way, you can start listening again now. <laughs> um, We're just spoiling a different yeah, thing now. Okay. Well, because it's okay to spoil Game of Thrones. I don't know if you've seen the culture wars going on today. But uh, I almost retweeted Ben Shapiro today. I'm like, am I really at the point that I'm retweeting Ben Shapiro? Was he tweeting about a Game of Thrones spoiler? He said, he said anyone calling Arya a Mary Sue just missed the fact that she trained to be an assassin for six seasons. Right. Right? Like, she's not. She's just worked really hard. First of all, I mean, like, she, first of all, she starts with magic powers, and in episode one, she's already a god-tier archer. That's the thing, right? Like, so... 
like when she's like when she saves the mountain she's like that's just, she doesn't miss right like when she was five or whatever she didn't miss right, right? now she's also like elite at all these yeah. other killing things but so but the thing is if I had just but he, there's no possible way to end with last week's episode and never find out what happens because <laughs> it's like I could never read the ringer again like yeah. for example the ringer's just like got like R.I.P. the Night King on their front page. Like, how is that an acceptable way for a business to operate? Full disclosure, they're owned by HBO or whatever, <laughs> right? Like, like how the how is this an acceptable like business? That, like, is it just okay? Just, like, like it's crazy to me. So many people in the magic community were um, taking the strong stance, like, well, f you if you didn't watch it. I can live tweet this. It's like sports. I'm like. You do understand that the bulk of the people that you follow and are interested in as content creators in Magic spend every weekend away at tournaments, playing in them, organizing them, streaming reporting them, them, reporting them. Like, like it's actually impossible for a huge class of people who are like the some high-profile people that you follow, it's impossible for them to have watched this episode yeah, on Sunday. three hours ago, John hadn't watched it yet. Right, right. He sent me, he's like, I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, it's impossible. So, like, how is he it... He was in London playing on the yeah, Pro Tour. Yeah, right? like, so it's like, so it's like, people are like, well, how, how could you have not watched it? I'm like, like, that's, maybe, maybe if you're like a nine-to-fiver somewhere, you can make that case, but, like, you literally follow hundreds of people who are away every weekend making content for you. It's crazy. I'm sorry. I'm really mad at the magic community today. Well, I think that, look, I can tell you, I remember this, because Mark Schmidt actually told me this. He said he unfollowed me on Twitter like like 10 years ago now, because I had like, I think I said something like, boom. I just tweeted like, boom, or like, "Oh oh my God, or something. And it was at this moment of an insane, like, explosion on Lost. And everybody was just like, what are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. People, I'm like, I literally just said, like, and like, and he's like my friend, right? Yeah, and He's yeah. just like, he literally unfollowed me on Twitter. He's just like, I can't. Pretty sure I don't get preview cards from Blake because I posted a picture of a zombie dragon, which was li- literally a spoiler <laughs> last season. Yeah. But, uh... I realized, I thought, I was like, oh, no one will get this. But, of course, everyone got it. I had to delete it immediately. Do you think both Rhaegal and Drogon are alive? Yes. Based on the preview from next week. I, I also just thought they were. I, I, I think anyone that is not clearly dead is not dead. Okay. I, I think Brienne is alive. I think... I think uh, Sam is somehow alive. I think Sam is somehow alive. I think Jamie's alive. I think Ghost is alive. I think okay. both the dragons are alive. Okay. I, I mean, I... I Rhaegal looked to be in pretty bad shape. I, I'm not saying... Wait, so, I'm not... So, like, Viserion was, like, super fucked up, right? Like, from fighting against his brothers. Like, he was leaking dragon fire out of his oh, neck, Oh, yeah, you mean right? the, the, the ice dragon? Yeah, that's Viserion, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So, feel like, he was, like, he's just leaking he dragon was, fire out he of was, his... He was completely hobbled and could not get up off the castle wall. But like, he, he could, could just, still kill he people. He could still kill people. He could still stumble around, but he couldn't get up off the wall. That was... I, I love John's run where he's just like, I gotta get to the Night King, and the Night King's like, sorry! <laughs> that was like... And I was just talking to Catherine at the time, like, we were watching, I'm like, that has gotta be so frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> they have lost so many troops, and now Leanna Mormont is gonna kill you. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, it's... You know, I it's, mean, I haven't even seen anyone, like... 
I haven't even seen any of the rants about Liana dying. She had a good moment. It was a good moment. She's not a major character. People just love People her. People love her. I understand. She had a good moment. Yeah. I mean, like, when Arya dies, right? I mean, I'm getting, she's like my number one. Yeah. She's been my number one for a decade before most of these people have ever even heard yeah. of Game of Thrones, right? Yeah. I haven't always loved Arya. Yeah. Oh, did I tell you, Maisie Williams won the internet last week. Did I, I don't know if we talked about this where I said, this is the last week, uh, episode two, was the first time in my life I actively cheered against nudity. Yeah. Right? I was like, no, Oh, no. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so Maisie Williams tweeted, she's just like, I'm sorry it was weird for you. By oh, the I way, this. I have, like, two brothers, four sisters, and grandparents who I watched it with. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I saw that. Yeah. That was great. Yeah, so I mean, she literally just won the internet. She got it. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I was very satisfied. It was a memorable weekend for the Stark family. Yes. You know, all the Starks. Not Ben. Yeah. And maybe if Ben what had wanted. a good crossover moment if Tony Stark came out of one of the one of the crypt walls. <laughs> I was thinking with like all the portals opening, if the X Men came out, oh well, something like that, that would have been insane. That obviously would have been insane, but that also, would have made sense. Also, also too soon. It wasn't. It just didn't line up. So what do they? What do you think they're gonna do? Do you think they're just gonna crash the universe? Since so like we like like phase two is over. Phase three is just we integrate the X Men. I mean, Fantastic Four, X-Men, Shang-Chi is a big part of the next phase. Shang-Chi? Yeah, they're making a Shang-Chi movie. I never understood. I guess Shang is, you know, Shang is like the Avengers assassin. Right. So, like, he doesn't like it. And, uh, you know, Steve's, he's just like, you just using me as a thug. Steve's like, no, you're an Avenger. <laughs> he's like, oh, okay, this will inspire me to kill hundreds of Hydra goons for you. He's a, yeah, he's a good Avenger. Yeah, so they're going to be you know, I, 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 I assume that the next phase is very much um, space. Yeah. Like I think I think you're gonna Cosmic see. Stuff? I think it's gonna be as Guardians of the Galaxy. So that the, the, the next movie is gonna be as Guardians of the Galaxy. So, that, so you think Thor's gonna still be fat? They're always gonna yeah, have fat. They Thor. love. They love. People love fat Thor. They love fat Thor a little too much. Well, so I think it's. I think that's just a really good angle they got because like Hemsworth is just known for having this great body, yeah. right? But I was I was actually thinking about this. And I'm just like. Some part of it is like all of them. I just wanted more people to be able to cosplay Thor. Okay. Now, I, actually, I actually think this is like everybody's getting older, right? It's probably really hard at their age now for like Evans and Hemsworth to be able to, to do the stuff that they had to do. Like Batista, who plays Drax, is just like, my window is closing. Like, I cannot play these roles for very much longer. I'm like, I, you, my body can't, right. <clears throat> can't do this. And I, I actually, I mean, cynically, I think that might be one of the reasons why they killed off Nat. Because, like, just the, like, the ability for, for any of them to be able to maintain these super elite Hollywood physiques, any of them. And it's just like, the fact that they did Fat Thor, it's just like, Chris has the movie off, right? Right. Like, if you, if you listen to their interviews, like, they starve themselves oh, for, yeah, for yeah. like, a five-second for, like, a five-second, like, shot in the movie. Like, they don't eat for three days, right? right. And, like, but they're in... I, I followed The Rock on um, on Instagram. Whoa. And, like, he writes a lot about, like, when the days that he's doing a shirtless scene, what regimens he has to go through in order to get his muscles to pop. And we are already in the age of, of CGI and stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah. So I just think, like, it's just... It's got to be tough for them to have... Like, these guys are all pushing 40 now, right? Like, yeah. it's, it's like... They're, it's not the same as when, you know, Downey Jr. doesn't do a lot of shirtless scenes. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and when he does, he's got a big thing sticking out of his chest. Yeah, so. So, I, know, I mean, like, like Rudd had a really good shirtless scene in the first Ant-Man. Right. Like, 
I mean, first of all, that guy's ageless. The yeah, 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 looks exactly the same the last 20 years. But, like, it's, I don't think it's reasonable to expect any of these actors to be able to have these unbelievable physiques. Sure, sure. And, like, you know, even worse for a woman, I think. Like, these guys can just train like crazy and feed their bodies a ton of protein and starve themselves. And, like, their bodies will react in a certain way. So. All right, well... I think I've spoiled, we've spoiled it. Hopefully people took us seriously and we said stop listening. I, mean, I don't know, man. You're worried about it? I think that people just love you and that, like, they just want to keep listening to the but episode. But I told them that, I told them what was going to happen. I don't know, man. I don't know what to tell you. Right, well. When you say don't keep listening, people just hear keep listening. No. <laughs> we'll put up some very clear notes. When we send this. So we just be like, yo, the first half is Magic the Gathering. We seriously talk about We talk about, about Magic, Magic for about, about 30 minutes. And then we talk about Avengers and Game of Thrones the rest of the way. When Brian says to log off, he's not kidding. I'm right? not kidding. If you have not seen Avengers, when I tell you to stop, you have to stop. What, what, what's it going on for you? What do you have coming up next? Are you playing in anything? Or are you? I don't know. I haven't even bought my cards for the set yet. What should I buy? I love Teferi. New Teferi? I love New Teferi. Have you been playing on, on, on uh, the new cards on Arena or anything I play, I've played a bunch of Seals. i played a bunch of Seals. I didn't go to the pre-release. I didn't want to leave the house. Uh, so I just played some uh, Arena Sealed decks. Um, new Ashiok was really good. Teferi that card is really an good. unbelievable large format card. Yeah. You um, Dark Ritual, that guy on turn one, your poor Mono Red opponent. I mean, that's just Mono Red I'm talking about. Can't even fetch their basic mountain anymore. Yeah, um, yeah card just card just really was surprisingly good. Um, I thought the new Vraska was really good. Really? I mean, just, I'm not playing limited. I don't know about constructed. I just like I'm just telling you about cards that had a high correlation with me winning. Yeah. Um, I did have both Jace and Chandra in one seal deck, and I did very well with that one. Did you win? I did. Yeah. I also had one with. Uh, I also had a deck with every good with Massacre Girl. Massacre Girl was great. Right. All you need is one one body to get the party started. Right? Yeah, yeah. Once Massacre you got Girl. That, then... I had Massacre Girl and I had um, Bantu. Oh, wow. Bantu was... Let me tell you something. People were like shit-talking Bantu a little bit. Like, yeah, like me, I don't think it's that good. It's... Like, if you just like sacrifice some incidental thing and like <laughs> two lands, like... It's... Yeah, but- but the co- point of comparison is against other five casting cost God Eternals. Compare it to Oketra. Sure. You untap with Oketra, good luck losing. Yeah, I haven't, I'm just telling you, like, Bantu, Bantu was like, I just drew three cards off Bantu every time I played it in Sealed, and it was just ridiculous. And you, oh, oh, by the way, you have like an indestructible God Eternal in play? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, so, should I come back? Oh, wow, I have a broken play? rare creature is not a new story. We should, so we should play, I want to play FNM. When should, when should we play FNM? Uh, maybe not this week. I don't have any cards yet. Okay. I don't know what I want to play. I was like, maybe, maybe play like blue green. We should play FNM. We should do an FNM cast. All right. We haven't done that in a while. Um, talk, where, where, where do people find you? You're talking about doing another new podcast now with your daughter. Like, yeah. What, what, are, what are you doing? Where, where do people find you every All week? All right. So I write most weeks on Cool Stuff Inc. Um, CoolStuffInc.com used to be Gathering Magic. Yeah. Uh, I have a podcast with Patrick Chapin called Top Level Podcast. Uh, and I used to have a podcast with Roman Fosco that hasn't come out in a long time. Yeah, yeah. But he's here right now. Oh, really? Yeah, he just... Oh, we he, should hang out with he, him. Yeah, he came here for like a week or two. Yeah. So I think maybe we'll like do a surprise episode. Yeah. But I don't know. 
Uh, but I have a bi-weekly podcast now with my wife called suchacrock.com. Uh, we used to be weekly, but, like, it's just too much. Like, yeah. I've listened to all the things that I'm saying. Yeah, I also yeah, have a job. And yeah, yeah. But uh, so I was going to start to look at, if I say an anime podcast with my daughter. Will you talk about Ruby? Yeah, Ruby. Yeah. Did you start watching Ruby I haven't yet? watched it yet. It's so good. But I just told someone to watch it, by yeah. the way, after I talked so to you. So it's Ruby, R-W-B-Y, if you haven't watched it yet. Um, it's free on YouTube. It's free on their site called roosterteeth.com. Uh, the first season or so is like pretty bad like not bad in the sense that like it's not good more bad in the sense that like like low quality well so the you have to contextualize it for a second one dude did everything he wrote it he animated it he got it up for like a production company to take over so if you understand and then got ripped off by my hero academia apparently so literally if you like my hero academia my Hero Academia, the creator was just like, oh yeah, I saw this thing called Ruby that one guy tried really hard on. So I just ripped off every single plot point and brought it to a production company in Japan. If you watch Ruby and you've, you've seen My Hero Academia, which I have, he's like, this is literally what happens in My Hero Academia, but it's worse than My Hero Academia. <laughs> You're like, yes, that's because My Hero Academia ripped off Ruby, right? So, um, so, uh, so one guy does it. He does like the first. It's so it's a little embarrassing because like the girls' costumes are a little skimpy in the first couple of seasons because one dude is doing it. And I guess yeah. he just likes to draw very busty girls in small outfits. But by the time they get some actual budget behind them, by like season four or five, it's gorgeously animated like a Disney movie. The world building is absolutely a plus. The details are bad. Like. So, like, in the first episode, like, one of the main good guy school teachers says, my name is Glinda Goodwitch. For real? Glinda Goodwitch is your name? A lot of stuff like that, right? Cause, but it's just because one guy did it. He, could, he can't do everything perfectly, right. right? So the names are a little cheesy or whatever. Costume's a little skimpy. But then, but his world building is so okay. good. I'm going to check it out at some like, point. By season six, you're just like, I can't believe this. I have so much to, I'm, so we decided to watch Shameless. And it's good. It's it's fine. It's not. It's enjoyable, right? Like I like it, but like when is Gotham over? It's over. It's over. Over. It over. Ended this week too. It ended on Thursday. So it ended on Thursday. Yeah. So all the all the episodes are on Netflix yet? No. I thought their deal was as soon as it's over, every episode's on Netflix. Oh, maybe I haven't I haven't seen yet. So but I remember season one. If you start watching it now, it, the the last season will be up by the time. You so get I remember back. season one. They paid a million dollars an episode to get the episodes onto Netflix as soon as they were off. Yeah. Off, off the air. So if I'll just watch it through. Then. Yeah. yeah. Gotham. Gotham. So Gotham, I got, and then it's almost June. When June hits, I'll just get... DCU. DCU. Well, May, yeah, at the end of May is when Swamp Thing hits the streaming platform, oh, too. I'm a little apprehensive. I'm a little apprehensive about Swamp Thing as well. But I feel again, like the fourth Swamp Thing thing that they've done, Yeah, right? but Doom Patrol remains you the, think best it's the best superhero TV show ever made. The best superhero, best superhero TV show ever made. Better than Young Justice. I think it is better than Young Justice. I hate you. We're not even friends anymore. Diane Guerrero is going to win the first Emmy for an actor in a superhero TV show. Which who does she play? She plays Crazy Jane. All right. So that's your. That's is it going to be this season or is it going to be some future season? I don't know. It might be a future season. I don't know if anyone is going to actually, if enough people will have watched this but season. But Titans was good too, you said. Titans was good. Titans is good. It, it's, I, I like Titans. Was Young Justice great? Young Justice was pretty, I was a little disappointed with this season of Young Justice, but Doom Patrol has been off the charts for me. I want you to watch it. Just when, five, when you're five minutes into episode two, yeah. after, call the, you. after the joke, call me. Okay. Separately, um, 
So I'm actually going to go do a pro- I think just a project for myself. Yeah. I'm going to go back and uh, read all of the magic story stuff that they've had on the Mothership. Have you read any of those things? Some of it, yeah. I mean, I've never read any of it. Yeah. I think I read the one just because, like, there's a, a, a Mardu character who's trans. Yeah. Yeah, I read yeah. that one. Yeah. Right? So I'm going to go back and read all of it. Uh, but the only reason I'm thinking about magic stories, it's always confusing to me when people know what's going on in the story. And I'm like, how do you know? And they never told me. And I only found out recently that there's, this maybe it sounds stupid. I just never occurred to me. Somebody's like, oh, here's a story article that I should read the story article. Yeah. Right? It doesn't have many deck lists in it. Okay? Right. <laughs> um, but I'm currently audiobook listening to the War of the Spark novel. Oh, the, and so, the Greg White one. Yeah, but it, the creator of Young Justice, yeah. Disney's Gargoyles and Spectacular Spider-Man. Yeah. I mean, Spectacular Spider-Man is very good. It's just not on the same tier as yeah. Disney's Gargoyles and Young Justice. But I thought that's pretty pretty unbelievable that they got a talent of that level yeah. to write it. So uh, I'm, I'm currently, that's what I'm reading right now. They got a lot, right? Didn't they have like... Brandon uh, did one. Brandon did one. Then they have Margaret... Uh, Weiss. Weiss do one. I mean, first of all, I mean, you know how I feel about Brandon. I'm actually one of his beta readers. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, so, but it's one thing... To have Margaret Weiss, who works for the company, let's be honest, Dragonlance. Sure, is a, sure, okay. sure. Who's a big star who works for the company. Yeah. Or Brandon, who's a, a gigantic star. Yeah. To I fantasy nerds. Gi- I was going to go gigantic magic fan. Yeah, but he's also a gigantic star to magic nerds, yeah. right? I'm sorry, yeah. to, to, to fantasy novels, right? Yeah. I mean, G-Dubs here is, that's a, he's a mainstream I would, I would argue that both Brandon and uh, Margaret Weiss are bigger deals than him. I, I understand that it's a bigger deal to you, but I think in the real world of big things, okay. it's, I think they are. They are. I think Brandon is a singular talent. I think he's yeah. unbelievably good. Margaret Weiss obviously uh, impacted my childhood reading a lot. Yeah. Okay. There's no question about that. But if you want to argue like mainstream, Disney's Gargoyles is. A, a different level it's tier. Really, it's really than, good. Than and, and, and the first two seasons of Young Justice, season three of Young Justice has been good, but it's just, I don't know what it is. It's not the best thing ever. It's not, I mean, maybe it's just things have caught up to it. I don't even This know. is how good Ruby is. Constantly I'm comparing it to episodes of Legend of Korra. Okay. Constantly. So Which I still haven't seen. Oh my God. I'm sorry. I guess I won't be on your animation podcast. Sorry. Yeah, so, I don't know if I'm really, I mean, another podcast, but with a, it's like a lot of podcasts. Yeah. You know, it is. It's like a podcast network. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So. Uh, but I don't. I don't know. Also, the thing is, like, not not that I'm curious because it's like she's not used. To, we've had Bella on our podcast, right? And yeah. she's just not. I mean, she was a little kid, right? Yeah. She, I don't think she's really used to vocalizing this way. Like, maybe we wouldn't but have good, a good chemistry. Be a good experience for her. I mean, I only want her to do things she I, likes. I like when your wife calls you out on your shit. So maybe Everybody, all people love it. They're like, yeah. oh my God, I listened to the new Such a Crock. I loved it when K-Flo yelled at you. Yeah. Like, That's fuck best. you. That's the only reason I listened to it. Same. Yeah. And so your daughter can similarly call you out on your nonsense. Did I say that part when Brian was... <laughs> I saw her and he said she was a fuck. We're like this. You can't see like when I'm crossing my fingers. Like, we're, yeah. like me and her are like real tight yeah. about stuff. So we, you know, we played this weekend Betrayal at Baldur's Gate. Oh, cool! So she likes this game called Betrayal at House on the Hill, which is a Watsy game. It's yeah. at Avalon Hill, uh, and um, 
then I got her Betrayal Ball, which was the D&D version, which is, is honestly not as good, but it's the same engine. But they, they did one called Betrayal Legacy, which is, you know, these legacy games that you, you every single one is customized to people yeah. who are playing it. So good. It's a, probably the most immersive, possibly best, um, like, board, I'd say board game experience I've ever had. Yeah. I, maybe even gaming experience. It's hard for me to compare it to, like, playing Tournament Magic. Yeah, it's yeah. Not like, because like when you're playing a game, like, I don't even care if I win, right? Yeah. I care about like how me and the person I'm playing with, in this case my daughter, like tell a story together and have meaningful time together. And... You know, you know, I'm going to SCG Con. What the hell is that? I don't know. It's like it's like in June. Where? They in Roanoke. I'm a, I'm a guest. Really? Yeah, I'm playing Commander, and like they just played our Commander decks. Like a bunch of us are playing, and my Commander deck won. Your your spider spawning deck. My spider spawning deck, yeah. Nice. It beat everybody. Nice. Yeah. In a group game or four player game, yeah. Yeah, nice. Not that hard. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, commence your own end games if you haven't yet. Yeah. Uh, you you do like that card though? It's my favorite card in the set. Okay. No doubt. All right. It's I exactly was... what I, it's like a dragon horse prerogative that gives you like an eight eight. How what's up? <laughs> like my entire life has been a tension between tapping out for a six six. And right? drawing cards. And drawing cards. Yeah. I mean, before this whole phase where I was burning people's face, but maybe I'm just going to return to core values, right? All right. This is both of my core values in one card. All right. All right. Yeah. So. so. All right. Well, this has been another episode of Topic Magic. Hopefully, when I told you to stop listening about an hour ago. <laughs> you did. You really did, unless you were in a position to listen. So, uh, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you in a week or so. Bye.